edition of Cloud Bar, the art of self-care, which is super important right now. Um, I think, you know, I don't know how many days it's been now since we've been quarantined, but self-care is at an all-time high. It's super important. I want to introduce a little bit more, uh, introduce you guys um, to my organization and tell you a little bit more about what I do. Um, hi, sweetie. Welcome. Hi, girl. Hey, how's it going, sweetie? Good to see you. I was just telling everybody a little bit about my organization. So I have a nonprofit called Silence of Shame, and we've been around for three years, and it really is an opportunity to help erase stigma and to educate and empower communities around mental health and wellness. And my dad took his own life when I was seven months old. My best friend took her own life in 2014, and I contemplated taking my own life. So mental health and wellness is important, even if you don't suffer from a mental illness. You know, self-care is so very important. And so that's why I'm honored to have both of you on so you can share. So, sweetie, you can tell your fans and everybody that's tuned in the importance of self-care um, and, and really give us some tips on what we can be doing, you know, through this pandemic. So, again, welcome. I, we'll get right into it. I want to start with you, sweetie. How are you and your family doing and what are you guys doing to cope um, and to practice self-care in your household? Um, I'm doing good. Some days are better than others. Um, also, is my mm -hmm. like connection okay? Yeah, you're good. Before, okay. Um, I think since we're on the topic of like depression and anxiety, I feel like a lot of young people, especially during adolescence and preteen and teen years, go through you know an emotional roller coaster of these feelings. And I've been there before, which is why mm -hmm. um, I love music and I love creating. I feel like I've always been a creative little girl and I feel like in that weird transition from becoming a child to a woman in those that weird like set of years um, when I would deal with these emotions I would like write poetry I draw I'd read magazines I'd cut out things that just exhibited like who I felt internally as a creative individual so I feel like what has helped me in times like that when I was a kid or even in times of quarantine where I may, I may not be feeling like my best, I feel like the best way that I um, provide a solution for those feelings is by being creative. Like I'm a colorful um, individual who has an, a crazy imagination. So the way that I take like my thoughts off of that negativity is by creating, which I've, which I've been doing. So, um, because we're all human, especially when you're confined in, you know, an apartment, or a house. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are, but I know what it feels like to live in a, a tiny studio, like when I was in college. So when you're by yourself and your thoughts are just like constantly going and no one is stopping you, it, you, can, you, can get, you can get caught up there. So I definitely feel like this is, this is an important conversation to have because um, a lot of people may be confined, especially in, in quarantine by themselves and that's not healthy. No, it's really not. Thank you for sharing your story and your journey. I wanna bring Dr. Vaughn Gay into the conversation, who is a, a very good friend of Silence of Shame, and we do a lot of community conversations together. Vaughn, can you talk a little bit more about what Sweetie was talking about, like being confined and the isolation and the type of effect that they can have on our mental psyche? You know, she actually started off by talking about teenagers, right? And when we think about teenagers being in that, that 13 to 18 age range, um, social interaction is the most important thing. And so when you're taking them away from their school environment, where they have their friends, where they have people that they may you know, kind of have a little bit of interest in, they have reinforcement from their teachers. When you detach them, 
from an environment that mm -hmm. is supportive and positive for them and then place them in confinement within their homes, it is more than just a an isolation because you have a physical confinement and then you have a psychological confinement too. And that's what Sweetie was referring to when it comes to your thoughts and you're really kind of, you know, having too much idle time on your hands and you are just constantly reinforcing some thoughts that may be negative or some self-harming thoughts. That could be very dangerous. And so that's why, you know, some of those phrases that we say, you know, checking in on your strong friends or checking in on your people, you know, we really have to be doing that right now, um, even more so. Um, even as therapists and those that are in the helping field, there are times where we can go so hard and, and, and extend ourselves so much to make sure that our clients and the people that we're closely connected to um, are in a good place. We're not really paying attention to ourselves. And so, you know, just kind of tempering our expectations, you know, making sure that we we understand that this is not normal, you know, and so that to have an expectation that we're able to perform normally in this time, um, it can be a little detrimental, you know, so, so being fair to yourself, sometimes adding some additional pause breaks in your day, um, not doing too many Zoom meetings and Zoom sessions back to back <laughs> and, and burning yourself out, you know, really kind of playing the long game with this because this is something that's very new. You know, none of us that are living right now have had to deal with anything like this, right? So the polls mm -hmm. are just trying to run 100 miles an hour trying to figure out a solution or a best way of handling it. Kind of taking a little bit more of a slow, gradual approach and really kind of recognizing how things are making you feel, where your thoughts are drifting off to and making sure that um, and we'll get into like self-care and, and, and wellness and those things, you know, but we really want to make sure that we're having a sense of composure about ourselves by limiting our expectations. Absolutely. And I want to talk a little bit, too, about how the lines are so blurred now. You know, we always Man. used to talk about work-life balance. And now that, like, work is at the crib and, you know, we're doing everything and not able to get out as much. And, you know, uh -huh. I want to get your thoughts on that, Sweetie. And at first, I have to just shout you out on everything you've done. Uh, I love Icy. I love all your music. I'm so proud of you as an entrepreneur. And I know that you, you have been working, working, working. but what is it like for you right now in terms of like work-life balance at the house or is there even such a thing right now? Um, so it's more of like a state of, of being and I encourage, it's funny that you say that like the checking in. So I've been doing um, these things on Twitter called Pretty Girl Tapping and it's a, it's a wonderful thread of women tapping in looking quarantine cute, but I also did a, a mental health edition and so I wanted all, oh. all my girls to like tap in and check in with me and we did a you know, if I wasn't able to respond to all of my supporters and fans, I have a very loving fan base, so they were kind of like helping each other out. But one thing that we decided to do, because I was like, okay, we all working from home, guys. Why don't we get quarantine cute and get ready as if we were going to work just to like uplift our mood? Because if you look good, you feel good. So that's, that's right. That doing. So when I have like a long press day through Zooms or um, calls or if I'm working, I actually get ready to go to my living room. <laughs> I love it. Just, to, just so that I feel like I'm getting ready for something. And, um, it's kind of, I'm kind of like mentally preparing myself to be productive for the day when I'm getting ready. Mm -hmm. And when I'm coming out to work in my office, my living room or at the table, I know that I got dressed to go to work. So therefore like the state in my mind puts me in like work mode. So that's how I kind of differentiate you know, a chill day and the work day. That's you know so dope. I hope I can go back and catch some of those, the check-ins that no, you're doing. I was going <laughs> go to say what you referred to. 
I was going to say what she's mm-hmm. referring to is just trying to create a, a sense of normalcy, you know, trying to recreate, you know, a normal feeling, you know, um, being in your PJs, you know, watching TV, you know, kind of lounging around, even that can get tiring. You know, sometimes you need a, a day yeah. off from being at home all day at this point, right? So trying to recreate some normalcy, even with the, the IG parties that are going on on the weekends, you know, people kind of, you know, getting their, their friends together, you know, having some, some virtual drinks and getting dressed up as if they're going out to the club, you know, just trying to feel good. You know, when you, like you said, when you, when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, you'll perform good. Uh, Dion said that way back in the day. He was playing for the Falcons, you know. And I, and I believe that I adopt that philosophy, right? You know, because uh, we want to be in a space to where our body is doing what it naturally does and those chemical processes in the brain and that can, those, endo, um, those, those um, neurotransmitters and those endorphins that make us feel good across our body. So the more we can actually set ourselves up for success with that, uh, the better the result will be on the, on the back end. Yeah, and oh, I can relate. Enough. Like I have a um I have an IG show called a Yeah Wellness Check-in. And then I've been doing all these webinars too. I'm not getting quite as quarantine cute as you, sweetie, but I've had four wardrobe changes, you know, from the waist up, and I feel good about myself. <laughs> I'm like running, changing my shirt every time I gotta do something else. I'm like, okay, let me get fly for this one. I gotta be different for that one. But it's been good and it definitely, you know, it, it gets my endorphins going, right? And it puts me in a better mood. And that in itself is a form of self-care, right? No, no, definitely. And I also feel like um, it's a true test of self-discipline. Another thing that I do too is I have schedules created. So I am working from nine to six or nine to eight. And then after that eight hits, I'm like, okay, I'm off of work. I can get into my pajamas. I can turn on Netflix. But I like that you brought up, um, doctor, that you have to create, um, you have to to separate, you know, the Netflix and pajamas from the work clothes and working because it it creates like a, like, because in the beginning of quarantine, I I was one of the people, but (laughs) there's a certain, like, I was very, like, lethargic because I'm, like, in my clothes that I slept in, not taking a shower, hopping on my computer, just trying to start working. I'm like, no, I need to separate, you know, work from chilling. So let me, you know, get up, Mm -hmm. eat my breakfast like I I normally do, get dressed, and then start work at a normal time, you know, 9, 10, 11, whatever you prefer, but then really holding myself accountable from working from this time to this time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we do a lot of work um, with the American Psychiatric Association Foundation. And when the COVID-19 first hit, the one thing they said is try to keep a regular schedule, you know, making sure that you set up designated spaces for yourself, you know, in your house. So you can actually almost like go to another room like you go into the office, but you're not staying in the bed trying to work. So everything that you're doing is great. Vaughn, do you want to add anything to that about maintaining a regular schedule and just trying to keep the flow going? You know, maintaining a regular schedule, but then also adding a little bit of a differentiation into it, too. So if you were going to the gym, you just did the same exercise every single time on the same weight. After a while, you'll get what's called a plateau effect. And so we don't want that psychologically. We want to have a routine, right, for maybe a couple of weeks. And then, um, you know, after that third or fourth week, we may switch up the environment that we're in. We may switch up from it being a heavy morning to maybe being, you know, we do the line of the heavy lifting and I'll work it at night. Um, some days we may even want to kind of sleep in a different room. You know, sometimes you may want to, you know, hit the couch and watch the TV. And then I did that. Yes. That's what I did. You have to have a lot of fluidity, you know, in this because, again, this is not normal for our minds, our bodies or our spirits. You know, we are used to, you know, it sound, kind of sounds crazy, but we're used to stress associated with traffic. You know, we're used to going into the office, maybe having some of those interactions, maybe positive and negative. And so we develop a sense of resiliency towards that. And resiliency is comfort. 
because we, we understand what works for us and what doesn't. So now we are just now, um, you know, understanding what resiliency feels like in this space. This really is a whole new Right. So, you know, add a little bit of differentiation into that schedule. Um, but the main thing is, is motivation. You know, you got to make sure that your motivation is least under control, because when you start to lose that, you'll slowly but surely find yourself in a, a perpetual state of sadness or low energy. And that can actually be dangerous because it can lead you to start getting some onset of depression. You know, so control the things you can't control, your mood, your thoughts, you know, starting your days off with positive affirmations. You know, someday you may want to have a high energy, high motivation day. So you may find a quote. You know, may find a couple of posts on Instagram and bam, you got your mind right and you're ready to roll. The next day, you may want to have a peace day, right? And I talk to you, Shanti, about this all the time. I live not that far from Arabia Mountain. So seven, eight in the morning, you know, I'm out there by myself and it just feels really good to just be able to have control over me and nothing else be around. So it's, it's a number of different ways that we've been able to understand how to attack this. Um, adults need different things from, from uh, teenagers and from children. Um, those that are adults that have children, right? They need, you know, a different level of self-care. So, um, but that, that normalcy, you know, that routine, but also adding a few additives to it is what we've been able to see the, the people that have been most successful in this time have been able to do themselves. That's right. And and I want to, you know, talk about a little bit with our creatives because, you know, we're on the SoundCloud platform. We know a lot of artists, you know, utilize SoundCloud for putting their music out and doing so much else. And, and a lot of our creatives are struggling right now. You know, whether it's lack of inspiration, lack of resources, lack of income, you know, shows have halted. It's a lot going on. Sweetie, what are you what are you doing um, and what do you think are some things that have helped you in the past to stay motivated in a crisis? And even right now, like knowing that, like, you don't really know when you're going to be able to perform actually in front of your fans. You can do it virtually, but that one on one connection is gone. What would you say to creators right now that are struggling? Um, honestly. I have a different um, thought when it comes to lack of resources, lack of income, because I feel like my best marketing and my most creative ideas came from when I was, you know, the IC girl SoundCloud rapper. Um, so yeah. shout out to SoundCloud. <laughs> Those were the first <laughs> streaming platform where I could just upload, you know, my raw, just straight from the studio files up to SoundCloud. So I honestly feel like this is when people can get the most creative because you don't have access to things that you were once able to, you know, use. And I feel like I was like the type of kid that didn't grow up with a lot. So my imagination starts growing and I actually excel in those conditions. So I can't really attest to not having access to stuff and then being um, discouraged because like this excites me. I feel like it's a challenge and I honestly feel like I'm rolling out my next project soon. And I've had time to sit in my, my house during quarantine and really reflect. Um, I don't mean to get so literature on y'all, but like Ralph Waldo Emerson, like when I studied him in high school, like he talked about the importance of, you know, being in solitude. So while confinement can be, you know, detrimental to your mental health, it is important for us to spend time with ourselves and have moments of self-care, self-reflection, just, just so that we're able to tap into what, you know, our destiny or what, are we are we on track for what we're supposed to be doing in life? So I feel like quarantine mm -hmm. was also a great time for us to just reflect and just to get back on track with self, with our soul, with our mental, with our body. So I feel like it's a it's an important time to, although there are things that come with um, being alone and it's negative, but how do we shed light and how do we how do we make it turn it into a positive? You know? Yeah. So I feel like I so I feel like. So I don't, I don't know if that answers your question, 
because I do have days where I'm like, damn, I'm in this house and I'm, I'm like, I can't go nowhere. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's a, I'm, I'm getting into this routine, but there are days where I'm like, dang, I'm happy that I don't have to be traveling every day on an airplane and I'm able to just sit mm-hmm. back and be creative because I am a creative individual. But when you, you know, get popping and when you're here and you're there, like you kind of just get into like business into shows, but now I'm able to just go back to the basics of being creative. So I'm able to give my fans um, product and content and, you know, be consistent with what my brand entails, which is, you know, being a creative bossed up woman. That's right. And I'm going to let you talk in a second, Vaughn, but I just want to say kudos to you, sweetie, because first of all, I wasn't looking for any specific answer. Your answer is your answer. And I applaud you because the one thing, you know, we've seen so many people talk about how hard it is, but you just provided so much hope just within that, you know, response, like just I bow down to you, boss. You are making it happen and and giving (laughs) hope to these creatives that they know like, yes, you know, there's something beautiful about being able to sit still, you know, finding Mm -hmm. the calm in the storm, being able to find your creativity. You know, I talked to another therapist about this notion of post-traumatic growth disorder, right? Instead of post-traumatic, you know, stress. Like, let's figure out how do we grow and and, and take the positives out of this negative situation. So Vaughn, can you talk a little bit more about that? You know, so I actually was going to, I'm going to follow back up and, and, and dovetail off of what Sweetie just said. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of history, you know, so when you look at the history of music and how the, some of our most classic music has come out of crisis, right, during different eras. Mm-hmm. And if you look at things, I mean, even just the song, you know, um, War, by the group War, right, you know, it was literally about, you know, the Vietnam War and all those things were kind of going on. And it was timeless music. So when we were talking and giving, you know, messages of hope to creators, you know, really pay attention to what you're feeling right now. Pay attention to the environment. You know, if certain things about it suck, you know, use that, you know, as a creative pitch. You know, certain things about this, like, man, I've really been able to explore my thoughts during this time. You know, use those different themes that you're really kind of recognizing and feeling, maybe even observing on social media, you know, and allow that to be the foundation of some of your creativity. You know, uh, I'm not a, a writer, you know, I did play, you know, uh, music way back in, in high school, right? You know, but I definitely understand <laughs> the connectivity from music, you know, to the soul and the spirit, you know, and it's so important to allow that, you know, what you're feeling to be able to be expressed through um, the music. So, uh, you know, one thing I also wanted to bring up while we're in this conversation is our coping resources and how we as human beings really kind of tap into certain areas of our life. They kind of deal with stress, you know, deal with, you know, times like this. Um, one is cognitive, you know, so some of us as people, we really like to process things mentally, you know, really kind of think and ponder on them before we make a decision. Some of us are emotional people, so we may need to be able to speak with someone directly, you know, about this and be able to process our emotions and dig through a couple layers and understand why we're feeling this way. Some of us are social people, so we like to be able to detach from the things that are stressing us out. And kind of connect with some of our family members or our friends or Shanti, like even that one time we came and visited you, right? Just being able to take your mind, you know, off of certain things that are kind of stressing you or bringing your spirits down. Uh, some of us are really into, you know, spiritual, the spiritual realm, the religious realm, or maybe even have like a, a family or cultural philosophy. And we sometimes kind of lean on that to deal with stress. And then finally, some of us uh, really like the physical aspect, going for walks, getting out to nature, maybe going to the gym. You know, so when we're talking about our level of awareness of ourselves, right? Understand and pay attention to what areas you naturally kind of gravitate towards, you know, really kind of strengthen those areas. And that'll help you be able to deal with a lot of stress, deal with things that may be making you a little bit more anxious and things that may kind of have you depressed. Mm-hmm. And that's what is going to be able to help elevate us out of this space so that we are right now we're kind of building a bridge, you know, to this next period of what comes afterwards. 
right? So how do we get back to what normal feels like to us? Is it gonna be exactly the same? What changes? You know, how could we really have, have taken this time and made it a benefit for us so when we get back out here, we can have some exponential growth as opposed to still trying to get things rolling. So, you know, it's all about how we frame our minds. If we frame our minds, you know, with positive thoughts and, and great energy, you know, you can be planting some good seeds and some good soil right now, you know, to where a year from now, you're like, man, I'm so glad I didn't get stuck in the mud during that time. I'm so glad that I you know, tapped into my cultural resources. I, you know, was utilizing all these things around me to fuel my creativity. Right and now, look where I'm at right now. That's right. And That's just right. To, so, and just and just to go off okay. of what he said, like um, like getting getting into the habit with those self affirmations, as easy as it may sound, it's it's difficult because you have to be proactive with yourself in the morning to ensure that you are creating these 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 habits. Um, there's this book called The Power of Habit, and it takes a couple of weeks to establish a habit. So people need to be aware that it does take work and Although, you know, a thought or saying things to yourself may, may be simple, to do that every day is not as easy or whatever as it sounds. So it's important that people are aware of that so that they're mentally working towards this every day because having a, it's easier to be negative than happy because right. of, you know. So yes. I feel like people need to know that because it is worth working towards because your, your happiness is priceless. That's right. Your happiness and your peace. I like to say, like, peace to me is everything. I, I, you know, I don't like stress and drama. I don't like people bringing that into my space as much as possible. The other thing I'll say to your point, sweetie, is, yes, it is difficult being able to establish those healthy habits, especially in the morning. So one thing that I've done that might help some of you guys is I have accountability partners. So you know, my homegirls, you know, sometimes you have to compartmentalize your girlfriends or your guy friends because everybody ain't going to be empathetic and they ain't going to want you know, help you do certain things. But one of my friends, like she be on it. I'm like, girl, I need you to remind me to work out this morning or I need you to help me do this. And we set literally alarms on our phones to help each other out. And I think if nothing more has come out of this pandemic is how much we know we need to lean on one another, right? Even Absolutely. though we're not connected physically right now, we still have that emotional connection and that connectivity. And so utilize family members and friends to be your accountability partners to help you through this, because it is hard. So, you know, so I gotta shut up my... I'm sorry, go ahead, So uh -huh. I feel like you'd give better um, advice than, than I could probably give on this. So. My concern is for people who are con confined and who don't have a supportive friend group. Like, what would your recommendation be for those who are like, like really by themselves, don't have a lot yeah. of family or don't have, have a lot of friends and who are living alone? Like, those are the people who I'm, I'm truly worried about because no one is monitoring them and no one is able to check up on them like that. What would you recommend? You know, so you did make a good point. You know, Shanti, now we talk about these things a lot in different forms, different conversations, and sometimes they do sound a lot easier, you know, to implement solutions that we're recommending, you know, as opposed to when you're actually dealing with this on a day-to-day. -day. And social isolation is actually a much larger issue than we actually know of, and it goes from children all the way through our elders, right? You know, so some things that we really can kind of do is, you know, number one, you want to make sure you're utilizing the tools that you actually have. Okay. Some of us may have some people that we may be actually closely, more closer connected to than we may actually think, right? You know, so maybe even kind of, you know, reaching out to individuals that you have not talked to in a while, you know, and really kind of reducing that shame that we may have by ourselves. Like, man, I haven't been a good friend, you know, so I really may not want to reach out to them because I don't want to be judged. No, actually, let's give it a shot. Right now, 
this is new for everyone, right? You know, so we have an opportunity to do some things that we may not normally have done. Um, support groups, online support groups, it can come in a number of different ways where they're just finding some things online through the web browser, right? If you're looking at things on, on Instagram, um, even on Twitch right here, right? I talk to, uh, I do therapy with a lot of gamers. They talk about just how the, the forums and the message boards sometimes can be really supportive and encouraging. Um, you know, even it brings people together around a certain theme. That's not all that they talk about. You know, a lot of times people may go on a message board and say, hey, listen, you know, as a fellow gamer, as a fellow, you know, athlete right now, I'm kind of going through some things right now, you know, and people will give them a lot of encouraging words, um, make sense of direct messages. So utilizing tools that we have, these smartphones, you know, these apps, these ways to connect, right? We're all in three different areas right now. We're having a great conversation that's being broadcast out to, you know, the entire world, utilizing what we have and trying to get connected and, and finding people that have similarities to you, things that you may kind of be common with and, and just start putting yourself in that space. Um, getting outside of the home also. Um, I know certain things are, are locked down in certain areas, but you can still, you know, get out and about and be amongst people, even if you're not, you know, verbally interacting with them. Maybe going to a park, you know, and just kind of walking around and seeing some folks playing with their children, riding bikes. You know, you really have to kind of get that engine revved up and, 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 and get the juices flowing. And that's how you really start to, to see some more positive results. But if you continuously isolate yourself, right, in your home environment, there's nothing that's really going to be able to come great out of that except what's in there right now. And again, it can lead to some idle time, some negative thoughts, et cetera. And let, let me tell you, I can speak, sweetie and, and Dr. Vaughn, from my own experience. I live by myself and I've lived alone for over 25 years. And especially right now, during quarantine, um, it's been difficult for me because I lost my sister last year, who was like my best, 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 best friend. And she passed away unexpectedly. And there are moments where I just go to really, really dark thoughts and it's been hard. But what has been helping me is to stay busy. Um, you know, you talked about getting creative during this time. You know, I got creative and created a new brand called Yeah Wellness, where I talk to celebrities every day just to check in with them and see how they're doing. But like now I'm busy producing the show and asking people to be on it, but it's helping me kind of like move my negative thoughts somewhere else. And then the other thing is, you know, we are on um, SoundCloud right now doing this, the Art of Self-Care Today for SoundCloud. Music is like so important for somebody that lives alone. If I feel myself going low, Girl, I turn on my favorite song and I sing to the top of my lungs or I act like I'm you and I'm rapping over the old Kaya track like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I can't quite turn up, but I, you know, look, I'm the cool little auntie that still like to turn up. So I, 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 but I say all that to say I put myself in an environment with things that I know will make me happy, right? I tell people all the time, like, you know, there was a book out called like something about love language, right? So when you're finding a partner to mm -hmm. date, you got to figure out their love language. Well, to me, I think you also need to know your love language for wellness. What is your love language for self-care? What's going to make you feel better? For me, it is like putting on music. You know, back in the day, I used to love to dance. So I, I, used, I was in a little girls group. So I'll start doing my old routines or I get outside and I take a walk like Vaughn said, sometimes just going outside and getting fresh air and getting outside of those walls can really kind of help recenter yourself. So if you buy yourself, you know, schedule like times on your, you know, your calendar or set your alarm on your phone to get up and get moving. And there are even apps that can help you with that. If it's hard for you to do it on your own, you know, there are a lot of notifications through meditation apps and different things that can kind of really help to get you moving. So we have about 20 minutes left. I'm sorry, go ahead. You want to add something? 
No, I love that because I'm not sure if this is cognitive or this this is an emotional doctor as far as processing where I'm not the type of person that likes to talk about my emotions. I like to just do things that'll make me feel better. So like walk, like if I'm feeling low, I, I like to walk. I like to play music. Like I don't want my homegirl calling me talking about, hey girl, how you feeling today? Are you feeling low? Like, no girl, come over. Let's drink some wine and let's just enjoy ourselves. So I think that that's important too, you, you know, figuring out what's your, your mental language, like your mental love language. And like mine's is more so actions than, ex than expression because I'm not a really an expressive individual and that's such a contradiction because I'm a writer, but <laughs> when it comes to my emotions on a personal level, I'm not really someone to express myself. I'd rather just take action. Right. And I mean, you know, what, you, what you're talking about, um, that, that mental love language, that wellness love language, you know, every intervention works differently for every single person. Right. And so if we're forcing you to do something that you don't have a level of comfort or strength in, it's not going to be helpful for you. You know, so someone like you as, right. a, as a writer, as a, as, a, as a songstress, right, I would say, you know, you verbalizing things to someone over the phone may not be what's best for you, but you getting in the lab and you just putting pen to paper and just, you know, being in there for hours on hours, that's, that's your dump session right there. You know, so you may not be getting a specific details on it but you may be addressing all the different themes and getting that energy out in the way that you have control over you know and so um that's your that's your wellness love language and that's what works best for you and so i think that it's important for people to, to understand that they have to maintain a level of flexibility you know because um when it comes to mental health and therapy again every you know specific intervention or recommendation is going to work and look differently for everyone so what you were kind of talking about was really more of the cognitive realm of where you process things internally and then when you're ready to speak on them you speak on it with power you really kind of you know put into a package to where you know we really kind of enjoy it so that's uh you know that's that's how you express your yourself and shanti you may have a book idea on your hands right there you know i you was know, just gonna say don't take my title that's nice that's <laughs> my next book okay you know what no, we, we have it. we have it documented right here so you're good to go yeah go Absolutely. ahead girl, you, that's that's a that's a great conversation to have because i do feel like sometimes people do struggle with communication with their partners, with their friends, with their family members, because everybody does have a different way of communicating their mental health. That's right. That's right. All right, I'm going to do it. Y'all heard it here first on the sound bar, I mean, go. on the cloud bar. All right. So, okay. I have another question. Um, so we all know that social media can oftentimes add, you know, stress and anxiety, FOMO, fear of missing out. I know sometimes I'm scrolling through it. I'm like, dang, I missed that. Or even though I, I know everything's virtual, but I feel bad when I've missed somebody's IG live that I wanted to see, you know, or I'm comparing myself to like what other people are doing. Uh, what are your approaches, sweetie, for setting boundaries online and not allowing yourself to kind of get caught up in that hype? So, cause you know, oftentimes it can bring people down. Mm -hmm. Um. For one, I, I like to mute people. <laughs> so if it's not conducive to, you know, my mental health, I like to mute them because I don't like, because it's crazy, but social media, the phone is kind of become an external component of the human psyche, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. You know, people like, mm -hmm. people like to say it's just Instagram, it's just Twitter. No, it's not. It's a reflection of who we are as a person. Uh-oh, did we lose audio? I think we're back. Yeah, we're back, okay. 
Vaughn, you want to um, kind of talk about this until we can get Sweetie back? Yeah, sure. So I think what she was kind of referring to was just, you know, um, when you find yourself in this space, right, you really want to make sure that you are, are paying attention to um, the things that work best for you. You know, we want to make sure that we are addressing and attacking things that we have control over. Um, and we want to make sure that we are having the appropriate resources in place, you know, so that when we do kind of get in a little bit of a danger zone, um, we don't completely, we don't, we don't fall apart. We don't find ourselves in space to where we, we've already gotten too far away from where people can actually help us. That's right. I, you know, cause it just, it gets to be, um, tricky at times, but like, I try like to mute people as well. Like what sweetie was saying, you know, sometimes I feel like people will say or post comments on social media. That's not good, you know, for my emotional health and wellness. And I'll block you immediately before I find myself going down that rabbit hole. But I wasn't always like that. Sometimes I would try to debate with that person and keep going. And I was like, why am I doing this? Because all it's doing is stressing me out. Let me just block this person or mute them mm -hmm. so that I don't have to deal with that. Because from an emotional health and wellness perspective, that's just not healthy. And that's not how we should it's be, not. you know, taking care of our self-care. Yeah. And, and if we're being honest, we're human beings, right? You know, so when we post things on social media, you know, it's kind of hard to not check and see who's checking it out, who's commenting, who's, um, you know, watching our posts, right? Um, because those kind of mm -hmm. things, uh, that's really a part of the reason why we do it, you know, to advertise what we're doing and make sure people know what's kind of going on. And so um, yeah. it's, it's just natural for us to pay attention to that. And so when you do have people that you know, may leave comments, you know, or they may, you know, have some negative energy towards what you're doing, or if we are paying attention to what other folks are doing way too too much, it can really kind of have us in a bad place. You know, for me personally, I have uh, two different um, Instagram pages. You know, I have certain certain social medias that I lean more towards and some that I just don't, right? And I understand mm -hmm. my why on why I share things. And I also understand what the value of what I bring to the table out here in the real world, because there's still like a mm -hmm. real world that exists outside of just social media. And we have to make sure yep. we keep things in perspective and have a realistic approach and knowing that that's just one component of life. You know, and everyone's going to show the best version of themselves on social media, right? You know, we're right. just now getting to the space. We're just now getting to the space where people are finding strength and vulnerability. And I think you do a phenomenal job with that. Like you, 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 you stay committed to that because you know the benefit that's going to have for other people, right? And so when we have, when we allow ourselves to get to that place of vulnerability, it's like, man, you know, the the why of why I'm doing this and my purpose and being here, it's a lot greater than just, you know, people responding to it or people, you know, thinking that I'm hot or the numbers and the metrics and all those kinds of things. Because at the end of the day, if you have substance and true value, that'll come with it. It's like they always say with money, you know, you don't chase money, you know, you make sure you have something that's going to have an impact on people's lives and the money is always going to come to you. And that's going to see the, the social media currency is kind of along the same lines, you know, um, add value, add substance. And the people that identify with that and it's drawn to you, um, you know, even when you're building a fan base, right? So like a, a large, you know, Sweetie's following is built of people and women and, and, and you know, see her and say, man, I want to be just like her. You know, I identify some things in her within my own self. Um, and when you have that substance of value, then, then things are really kind of take off for you. The natural. That's right. That's right. Hey, sweetie, you want to talk about what we were saying with muting people and how we try not to let that into our space from a self-care perspective? Um, no, definitely. Um, my bad. This. Oh, it's all good. No problem. Okay. So um, I was saying that I like to mute people who aren't conducive for like my health. So if they're like, if they're just like full of just like hella gossip, then 
I'll mute them. And then also, I'm glad that I came in and caught that um, that highlight of what you said. He said that people we have to be careful because people's profiles are a highlight of their life. Like, and people are just now starting to be comfortable with you know being more vulnerable. So once I realized, because even even with me, sometimes I'm scrolling and I'm like, damn, like I wish I would I would have accomplished this or that like yeah. like so and so i'm just like okay i can't compare their highlights to, to my life because also with me i'm also posting my highlights so once i was able to come to that realization it kind of um reduced the anxiety that i would get because i'm a goal-driven person so when i'm not ac accomplishing my goals and where i want to be um in a certain time frame i start to become you know anxious so I feel mm -hmm. like just limiting my social media, especially with busy days, are helpful. And then also muting people who aren't, you know, helping with my mental health. And then, um, and then also just taking other people's highlights with a grain of salt because we're all human and we're all dealing with our own, you know, lives. So it's important to realize that people are just posting their highlights. You can say that again. We, you know, it's always <laughs> something going on, right? It's the good, the bad, the ugly, and everybody's lives. Um, a lot of people are commenting um, about not keeping friends that co-sign unhealthy behaviors. Can yeah, we talk about yeah. that? Because we all yes. got them. <laughs> you know what? I think just a, that's, I think this is a good practice and a good rule of thumb to have for your life, right? Like, why would you want to have things in your personal space that's going to bring your spirits down? It's going to, you know, kind of shoot your ideas down. You know, we all know people you know, that have that that negative energy. And a lot of times it's really rooted in them. It may be in their insecurity or maybe in their, their personal lacking of certain things, you know. So it's very easy to absorb someone else's energy. So you best, you know, control the type of energy you're going to have around you by being very selective of <laughs> people that, that you choose to have in your inner circle. And the way that you do that is sometimes you have to take time, you know, to really get to know a person and really use that gift of discernment to really see what their motivations are, to see if they have your best interests. Right. You know, and so then those are the kind of people that you keep around. You know, those are people that you want to be able to trust and be, be vulnerable around and really kind of get them to, to all the way into your, your personal space so they can know the true you. You know, but if you're having people around you that um, you may not have your best interests at heart, you all just have a more of a transactional relationship to where you do something for me and I can do something for you. A lot of times it ends up in a bad place. You know, so this this whole thing, again, we come out this pandemic. Let's set some new rules for your life. You know, let's set some 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 new means of exchange. You know, if we're going to be, you know, doing business together, if we're going to be have these long relationships. Let's make sure that the the outcome is nothing but positive energy and positive results for both of us. Yeah, I feel the Definitely. same way. Like when I was, you know, I worked in the business for a long time. I was head of marketing yeah. at LaFace, Arista, Columbia Records, mm -hmm. Universal Motown. Um, and I felt like, you know, there were times where, you know, some people that I was around that it really wasn't in my best interest, whether it was just for my reputation or for my emotional health and wellness. And, you know, I would keep people kind of close because I'm the type, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Like I'm, I'm, you know, genuinely a nice person. I care about people, but it got to be a, a, a time in my life where I realized like, I can't let these people keep stressing me out. Right. And bringing me down. So I think it's nothing wrong with either having to mute people or having to check, you know, your friend list. Sometimes, you know, you got to reorganize, you know, your circle of friends. Everybody might not make the cut, you know, and it's not to say you didn't right. love and respect that person. But sometimes people come into your life for a reason or a season. Right. As, as our mothers and grandmothers used to say. And I'm cool with that, too. Like, girl, that season was fun, but it's time to move on. You know, so sometimes you have to do that. And we had another comment. Um, some of the artists were saying. And sweetie, I'll throw this to you. 
sometimes, you know, you have to promote your work uh, all the time, but that comes with the trolls. That is so frustrating for so many people. How do you handle the trolls on your page? I know you talked about muting, but is it anything else that you do? Um, so I like to read on self-help and one way I feel like I was able to kind of conquer that hurdle was, um, I'm a huge fan of Robert Greene and he did this book with 50 Cent called The 50th Law. And it's a book that solely focused and concentrates on being fearless. Like if you're going to be a public personality, a public figure, the trolls come with the territory, especially when you're yes, there you so kind of, so it's just like reading that book. Um, I'll say, I'll say it again. It's called the 50th law by Robert Greene and 50 cent. Like it really, um, creates a, a sense of mental toughness because just like, you know, how we're learning to communicate with people through, um, figuring out what their, their mental love language is and, you know, striving and being self, having enough self-discipline to create those affirmations you have to have a you have to work just as hard to create that mental toughness so you know reading books like that that can kind of shape your brain to withstand the adversity and negativity that's what i like to read because i have been in several um viral posts of negativity and you know when you never had that done to you you take it personal you're like hold on what's going yeah. on but once you realize that it comes with the territory you kind of have to embrace it and kind of like work with it so um that's what i like to do i like to read to kind of like help my mind go through the processes of the of dealing with trolls <laughs> i love that vaughn do you want to add anything to that she hit the nail on the head you know it, it comes with the territory right you know when, when you know that you're going into a space where that's already have been there you know we can't have the expectation that we won't have to deal with that you know so you almost kind of have to have a game plan of how you're going to respond to that you know when you have someone just managing your social media which may take you away from engagement but you may not have to see some of those things you know will you you know make sure that you're not paying attention to and not trying to be reactive or responsive to them um i can only imagine the direct messages you know that that you kind of get on that level you know so i mean it's it's a whole different ball game so before you jump right into that you really have to understand what you're getting into um and not taking things personal you know um, earlier on we were talking about certain rules like to live by um i wanted to bring up the four agreements you know and one of those four agreements is not taking anything personal right versus being impeccable with your word but that second one, not taking anything personal, because when you do, when you do take things personal, um, you will leave yourself more apt to, you know, those type of individuals that are going to say certain things. They can really kind of bring your spirits down. You know, like words are very powerful, you know, and the power mm -hmm. of the tongue is very mighty. So we got to be, you know, very mindful of, you know, again, what level of energy we're willing to take from people that we actually don't even know. Like most of the people that right. are online and comments, we don't even know them, you know. So we got to make sure we're very that's mindful right. how that's having an impact on us. That's right. I want to ask you both: What do you think, or how important do you think, rather, uh, is self care and wellness uh, post COVID? I mean, because we we've seen, you know, what we've been able to do um, in terms of dealing with the quarantine but as states start to reopen you know as artists start figuring out you know what they're going to do to continue promoting and you know what do you guys think we need to do to really really take care of our self-care after all this that's a good question well, because yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming i'm assuming everybody just gonna be happy <laughs> so I'll, let, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let dr take 
I, I didn't even think that far. So go ahead, Dr. Okay. Yeah, so I do, I do think that, um, so just naturally, everyone's going to like burst out the gates running, right? Everyone's going to be, so they're going to be events nonstop every single weekend. You know, the clubs, the lounges are going to be going on. This is Atlanta. So there are festivals that are supposed to be going on right now and concerts that are not happening. Um, it's just going to be nonstop, not necessarily pandemonium, but there's going to be a lot of stuff kind of going on and people are going to be trying to recoup money that they've uh, lost during this time, especially artists. They're going to be trying to do shows, maybe doing double cities, you know, within the same vicinities. And so what I would suggest is if that is your plan, you know, to as soon as the, the, the gun fires at the starting line to, to hit the ground running, make sure you already have a plan built in so that a month and a half, two months in, you have a week and a half, two weeks already planned off so you can pull back, pull up the emergency brake and then recoup and then recharge your battery. Um, again, you don't want to burn yourself out by the time September, October rolls around, you know, because we still have an entire six or seven months to complete the year. And I just think it's important just to pace yourself. You know, this is a true marathon. So if you if you start sprinting a mile, you may not make it to the end of the mile. And that's how you really have to look at it like that. And I, I think I would just add, you know, start making self-care part of your daily regimen. You know, whether we're going yeah. through something or not. If wellness is top of mind, no matter what you do, just like you get up, you go to your job every day, you might have kids to tend to, you might have parents you got to take care and go see. You need to make sure that you are taking care of yourself on a daily basis. Um, we've almost come to our hour, so we got to start wrapping up. Vaughn, do you have any resources that you would like to leave us with? You know, typically we, we always kind of talk about different websites. We'll highlight, you know, things like the suicide hotline. We'll highlight uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. What I would actually tell people is a really good hub to start looking at, no matter what state you're in, uh, the Mental Health Alliance, uh, Mental Health of America, excuse me, of your particular state is always a really good hub of resources. And so here in Atlanta, you would just kind of go online and Google uh, Mental Health of America, Georgia. And they'll take you to their Instagram site and within there, they will have practitioners that are connected to them. They will have actual resources you can download. They'll have wellness tips. They'll have other um, uh, social media resources that you can kind of gravitate towards. So I've really been pushing people towards more of a central hub. Um, so just finding the mental health of America in your particular state, I think is a really good starting mm -hmm. point. And then also just making sure that you're reaching out to family, friends, um, those that you're connected to, if you have not communicated with them in a while, you know, now's a good time to rehash some of those relationships, reinforce the foundation of it, um, checking in with people, letting them know that you're there for them, that you care. Um, you know, if you're not in, a, in, not in a good place, you know, practicing that yeah. vulnerability right now, letting your folks know, say, hey, listen, I need some help. I've had to do that before personally, you know, as a, as a, as a grown man, you know, so there's nothing wrong with being strong in areas that we consider are weak. You know, the weak thing to do is to actually try to be strong through everything. So. Uh, now Thank is the time. You, you know, we pulled, we pulled the veil off, so now is the time. Thank you, Vaughn. Uh, I, I know, sweetie, uh, you got to leave us soon. So any parting words? Um, I didn't get to speak on this, but I think my parting word would just to be to just add to what you said about getting rid um, of people who aren't helping you with your vision or who are toxic. So I feel like that's one thing, because I live in a very black and white world. Like, if you're not helping me, I'm breaking up with you. So I feel like breakups don't only go with, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, but breakups go with, with, with friendships. And I feel like it's mm. a, like, you should respect your friend and let them know that you're breaking up with them. So treat it like a relationship, but don't let, don't let it linger. Don't ghost them. Don't leave them on red. 
Come on, let's let's be grown and mature. So if you feel like you know, the season is over with somebody, break up with them. So <laughs> yes, absolutely, I love it. Just so that there's the the respect of transparency, and just so that although you may get rid of a toxic relationship, you don't want that 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 toxicity living in limbo. So let's be upfront and transparent um, to ensure that you know. It's just it's just good energy everywhere because people don't like being left in limbo. So transparency That's is right. important. <laughs> and you 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 guys can check out our website, silenceofshame.com. We also have a podcast that's on SoundCloud with over 30 episodes up. So please do that. And there is a number in case you're in crisis. It's free. It's confidential. You can text a counselor 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You text the word silence to 741-741. Again, you have been tuned into the Art of Self-Care. Shout out to SoundCloud for allowing us. Let's give it up for Sweetie. Let's give it up for Dr. Vaughn. You guys, take care of yourself. Make sure you're practicing self-care on a daily basis and continue to silence the shame. Peace out.